On Wednesday, March 6th, 2019, Alex Trebek took a moment to address Jeopardy! viewers. Hi, everyone. I have some news to share with all of you, and it's in keeping with my longtime policy of being open and transparent with our Jeopardy! fan base. I also wanted to prevent you from reading or hearing some overblown or inaccurate reports regarding my health. So therefore, I wanted to be the one to pass along this information. Now, just like 50,000 other people in the United States each year, this week I was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Now normally the prognosis for this is not very encouraging, but I'm gonna fight this and I'm gonna keep working and with the love and support of my family and friends and with the help of your prayers also, I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to, because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. So help me, keep the faith, and we'll win. We'll get it done. Thank you. While Alex was on the stage, contestant coordinator Maggie Speak was backstage. Alex asked her to read the same statement so the contestants would know what was going on before their day began. That he wanted to make sure that they were aware of the situation. And James Holtztower was playing. It was in the middle of his run. I'm shaking right now talking about this. And I remember James Holtztower looked at me and he said, how is he going to do the shows, Maggie? He went to, what, how's Alex going to be? And I think that's where my head went. How's Alex going to be? That was the question on everyone's mind. How's Alex going to be? What's going to happen to him? The announcement swept the news. It was devastating news to the legions of Jeopardy! fans and all of us who have watched him for over three decades. Alex Trebek telling the world that like 50,000 other diagnoses in the U.S., each year he has advanced pancreatic cancer and he's vowing to fight it. I have to say it was an emotional night in my family when we heard the news. We watched Jeopardy! every single night. It is appointment television in our house and we're wishing him well. And there was another question, too, one that felt incredibly daunting. What would happen to Jeopardy? Longtime Jeopardy producer Lisa Broffman remembers when she first heard about Alex's diagnosis. Rocky and Harry Friedman and myself were in Rocky's office, and Alex called, and Rocky put him on speakerphone. And Alex told us, that he had stage four pancreatic cancer. And I remember Harry had a stack of papers on his lap and he picked them up and threw them on the ground. And Alex, from the very beginning, said, this is not gonna affect anything. I plan on fighting this. Let's get back to work. This is Emily Trebek, Alex's daughter. There was no possibility of him not working. That was never an option. But how? For the next 20 months, Jeopardy! and Alex faced an uncertain and difficult future, one full of challenges and moments of great appreciation for everything they'd built together. I'm your host, Buzzy Cohen, and from Sony Music Entertainment and Sony Pictures TV, 
This is Jeopardy, the story of America's favorite quiz show. This week, Alex's final Jeopardy. Factors ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. When my schedule gets busy, it's nice to have pre-prepared, chef-created, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to my door. With over 35 different options a week to choose from and over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy with Factor. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 and use code Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. That's code Jeopardy50 at factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. It's a shock when you are presented with a diagnosis, especially one like stage four pancreatic, because it's almost handing you a death sentence. This is Jean Trebek, Alex's wife. And I think the way Alex looked at it and perceived it was very much in alignment with his personality as as a late 70-year-old man was that we'll just deal with it. We'll just deal with it. I'm not going to make it more than it is or less than it is. I know he was asked, would you do things differently? And he said, no. This is Emily. And I think some of us maybe for a moment were questioning that, like, oh, is he going to keep working or is he just going to take the rest of this time to, you know, do other things? But I think when we maybe even said that out loud, we were like, oh, no, look at who we're dealing with. And he was not about to do anything differently now that he knew the news. This is Alex's son, Matt. Maybe he wouldn't go as long or be able to work as hard for for the amount of hours that he did, but he was already doing more than most people in their late 70s anyway. I think he just liked being around life. You know, and at our home, it started getting, when is your next doctor's appointment? How's your... How are you feeling? Do you need more pain medicine? The doctor's calling. Uh, So when he got to Jeopardy, when he got to the studio, it, it was more about the studio and the show. Jeopardy was a way for Alex to maintain some normalcy in his day to day. The team at Jeopardy did everything they could to make Alex feel at ease. And Alex did everything he could to keep going. But backstage, his routine had started to become more and more difficult to maintain. When he was sick and he was taking medication, I mean, the pain the man had. This is Rocky Schmidt, longtime producer at Jeopardy. You could watch him and it's like, he's not going to make it to the conference room table. For the morning meeting with the writers. And then he would sit through the meeting and get through it. And then he would leave and go to get made up and and ready for the show. And everybody would look at each other and go, I don't know if we're going to be taping today. And then somehow... He rallied. Rocky would check on Alex in his dressing room between tapings. I'd go in and knock and just walk in and find him on the floor. I mean, crying in pain and saying, we can cancel taping. We can go home. We've already taped three shows, Alex. No, I th- just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. And to see him laying on the floor, 
and then, you know, he said, just give me a minute, and then I would leave him alone, and Wardrobe would leave him alone, and then pretty soon he'd come out of the dressing room. This is Johnny Gilbert, the voice of Jeopardy. There are, I guess, a couple of times when I started to introduce him on the show, I wasn't sure he was going to come out on stage. I really didn't know. But the bottom line is, he always did. And when he came out on stage, he was Alex Trebek. And the audience never knew differently. Sometimes he would say that when uh, we were backstage before we got started for the show. He'd say, okay, Johnny, introduce me. So I knew he was looking forward to that, which made me want to do it even more, with even more vigor, more excitement. And he always came out. I mean, we would have done anything. We'd have followed him anywhere. And, and so if he wanted to tape, we were going to try. The team worked tirelessly to attend to every detail. Sandy Goodman, Alex's makeup artist, went to great lengths to make him look as good as ever. One day, Rocky called me and he said they have him on a special chemo cocktail. And they told him he's going to look really tan. According to Sandy, Alex was a bluish brown. And I thought, oh my God, oh my God, what in God's name am I going to do? So as a makeup artist, you think of the color wheel, you go with the opposite. So if he's blue, I've got to use something orange. So I put down what we call beard stipple all over his face. And then I took a beauty blender, those pink sponges, and I physically tapped his base on over the orange, trying to neutralize it. He kept up a good face right until the very end when he lost his hair because of, of radiation and, and chemo. This is Harry Friedman, former executive producer of Jeopardy. And we had to get wigs for him, and he, he grumbled about that a lot. I had a wig maker actually make the wig. That's Renee Ferrugia, Jeopardy's hairstylist. It worked for a while, but all of these measures required constant adjustments for Alex. And then as he lost weight, we had to have those wigs, those full head, you know, complete wigs refitted because they didn't fit his scalp anymore. And again, he grumbled about that and he said, oh, okay, wait, wait till I'm well and I don't have to do this anymore. I'll take care of you. I mean, he, you know, sort of joked about it and, believe you know, took it all in stride. It was, um, it was, it was hard to watch though. He had a routine way of doing things. And if that routine was interrupted, it was uncomfortable for him. This is Alex's stepdaughter, Nikki, who was working at Jeopardy. He had that bracelet that he always wore, and there was a time when he was sick that he forgot the bracelet all the way in the office, like halfway across the lot. And he seemed so disturbed about it, like, oh, I can't, you know. But there was, he knew that there just wasn't going to be time to go get it. And I said, I can get it. And I ran to get it, and I ran all the way back. Just don't know why that's coming to mind, but just especially when he was sick, like just anything to make it easier. But it wasn't always easy to do things for Alex. For someone who liked to control his own destiny, he wasn't ready to give up certain freedoms, such as driving. Nikki remembers how she and Rocky would try to convince Alex to just let someone drive him home from the studio. 
Well, Rocky would usually go first and go in the dressing room and, well, I think I might have convinced him to let you take him home, Nick, but I'm not sure, you know, because he might go, yeah, I think you should take me home. And then 10 minutes later, I think I'm good. And we'd be like, oh, uh, you know, we just don't want him to go in a car accident on the way home because he doesn't want to give in. But on that day, I remember exactly what I said to him. I think I said, you know, I'm going to say a word that you said to us, and you still use it, and I'm going to tell you, it's called stupidity. It was one of his favorite words. Stupidity. Could not deal with stupidity. And I said, literally, if you drive home, Dad, it's pure stupidity. And he, I remember him looking up at me and going, all right. Take me. You know, like, all right. From March 2019 until the end of October 2020, Alex worked. He taped, traveled, and kept making jokes all the while. Here's Renee again. We went to Canada, just him and I, and I, I was, I was nervous. I, I'm not going to lie. I was petrified because he was sick, and you know oh my God, what if something happens? She knew what everyone else who traveled with Alex knew. You're only allowed to bring a carry-on. But they were going to Canada for five days. You know how hard that was for me to take a carry-on? But I stuffed it. And then I had his, like a wig case with his hairpiece in it, right? And then I had a backpack for myself. Except when they tried to board. Renee wasn't allowed on with all three bags, even though one was a wig case. So Alex started putting her stuff into his own bag. And it was so funny how Alex and I, on our hands and knees at the airport, with him putting my stuff in that messenger bag of his. Alex gave updates on his treatments and used his public platform to raise awareness about pancreatic cancer. He donated. He spoke with other people undergoing treatments and he did experimental trials. But the disease was taking its toll. As the weeks went on, it became more and more difficult for him just to live life. As the Jeopardy! team worked furiously backstage to keep Alex's spirits high, the public was also doing their part too. More after the break. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. On stage, Alex received an outpouring of support. At the start of season 36 in 2019, Alex announced he had finished treatment. Weeks later, he had to start again. In those difficult weeks during one memorable game, contestant Drew Gar gave a surprising answer during Final Jeopardy. They're dealing with famous phrases and this clue. In the title of a groundbreaking 1890 expose of poverty in New York City slums, these three words follow 
How the? 30 seconds. Good luck. Prove you're smiling. I like that. Let's take a look at your response. Did you come up with the right one? No? What is we love you out? That's very kind. <laughs> Thank you. Costs you 1995. You're left with five bucks. Okay. Alex gets choked up. It almost sounds like he's about to cry. The We Heart You Alex clip went viral. The public continued to cheer Alex on, finding creative ways to reach out to him. This is Rocky. The easiest and best part of it, of this whole process with Alex, was seeing the people's reactions. I would go to the house with boxes, banker's boxes of letters and cards and blankets and prayer cards, and we would go through that stuff. Alex's kids would come over, and the whole family would look through letters and messages together. Sometimes, they'd even do a little work. About the time that Alex was going through all this, Funko came out with Alex Trebek figurines. We were getting hundreds of them, and people were asking him to sign them. So we create this whole assembly line because, you know, you'd have to flatten out the box, and, and he would sign it, and then we'd repackage it all up and stuff. All those moments of seeing that support and seeing, and him getting to see that, you know, most people don't get to see that support. They're, most people are, you know, laying in a coffin when you, when you hear all these wonderful things said about you. And he got to hear it and see it and read it. If you sent him a card, if you even had a good thought about him, sent him a blanket, tea bags, whatever it was, you know, he got it. Gene again. It did not land on deaf ears. He received it. And it was really beautiful. I think that buoyed him for a few months. Alex taped his last game on October 29th, 2020. David, congratulations and Merry Christmas to you both. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for spending the time with us. We'll see you again next week. Alex planned to have a surgery, and the show had already lined up Ken Jennings as a guest host while Alex was out. On the 29th, Nikki drove her dad home. I remember driving home and like saying, are you going to go back? And he said, I don't think so, Nick. On November 8th, 2020, surrounded by his family and close friends, Alex passed away. Emily remembers her dad's last day. They sensed it was coming and they were all at home. Alex was present, happy to be surrounded by the ones he loved. The whole family was together. My brother was in town. We had a few family friends over, and we sat outside at the swing that he loved, where he would sit a lot. That's another place you'd find him, is on this swing, just maybe reading or just sitting you know, by himself. So we were all sitting there. We were looking at photos of old memories, of old trips we took, or funny photos we had. And just kind of reminiscing on those special memories. Um, It was very, very nice. Very surreal, but very nice. And later, when the Jeopardy staff heard the news... We had planned on having Ken come in to rehearse on November 8th, 2020. So we had a crew in. And that morning... 
Rocky Schmidt called me and said, he's gone. So we canceled the rehearsal day. Lisa Broffman again. I've been with Jeopardy for 33 years. And in looking back on those years, I think the most meaningful to me is my love for Alex Trebek and what kind of human being he was. He wasn't the host. He wasn't the celebrity. He was part of our team and extremely involved in all the day-to-day activities. He was a friend. He was a mentor. He was a symbol of strength. And his passion for life was extraordinary. Alex had been with Jeopardy for an exceptional 37 years. And for the people who had worked with him for decades, they now have memories and mementos to remember their beloved colleague by. Renee recalls Jean asking her if there was anything of Alex's she would want. She mentioned his green messenger bag, the one he always carried with him. One day, Alex's son Matt showed up at her door with the bag. Believe it or not, I have his Sony Jeopardy pass attached to it. And I asked Jeannie, I said, I don't know if you realize this, but Alex's badge is on the bag if you'd like it. And she said, no, I want you to have it. And that meant the world to me. Many staff members have pictures of Alex. Rocky keeps one on his desk. He might have been a guest on To Tell the Truth, I think, because I'm not even sure where it's from. And he's almost jumping out of his seat. He's so happy, and his arms are, are like, extended. It's, it's not posed. It's nothing. And he's got this huge smile on his face. The man hated to smile. He, I mean, we would do photo sessions every season for all those years. And, you know, and I would spend half the time at the photo session saying, okay, can you just give me at least a, just this tiniest bit of smile? And, you know, and then we'd make jokes about it and, and everybody would try to get him to smile. He just hated it. He just hated the way he looked smiling and you could never get him to do it. So this picture, and literally I see that every day. Other small and grand touches, ones Alex himself would appreciate, were done in his honor. Jeopardy shared tributes to the host. Once before I go, I want you to know <laughs> I love it. that I would do it all again. And guest hosts thanked him. Thank you, Johnny Gilbert. Welcome to Jeopardy, everyone. It is such a thrill to be here guest hosting a show I've watched and loved for years. And of course, a real honor to help out as all of us recover from the loss of the truly irreplaceable Alex Trebek. Alex received a posthumous Emmy accepted by Matt and Emily. We are so honored to accept this award on behalf of our dad. For as long as we can remember, he was always so proud to be a part of Jeopardy. And in September 2021, the Jeopardy stage, known as Sony's Stage 10, was renamed the Alex Trebek stage. 
his legacy would be forever entwined with Jeopardy's. But Alex would be the first to say the show had to go on without him. How and with who was another challenge. And it was very difficult to even discuss what are we going to do. This is Lisa again. They'd been having these conversations haltingly and uncomfortably since Alex's diagnosis. You didn't even want to mention that maybe someday he wouldn't be there. But as producers, we had to consider. We had to think about what we might do. Who might be able to step in for him? More on that after the break. Jeopardy! finished out season 37 through the summer of 2021 with a variety of guest hosts, myself included. For a show and a team that prided itself on consistency and continuity, this was a challenge. Alex was gone, longtime executive producer Harry Friedman had resigned the year before as well, and it was hard to see exactly what was next for the quiz show. But the staff kept going. It didn't feel like they had much of a choice. This is Lisa Brofman. Everybody just wiped their tears away and hit the ground running in spite of their heartache and in spite of what was going on in the real world around us. It almost felt like we were in the eye of a wicked hurricane. I don't have to tell you that this was an incredibly tumultuous time for the Jeopardy! staff. But out of all of this came a new executive producer. Michael Davies and the discussion about who would host continued to move forward, and Jeopardy!, well, after some stumbles, seemed to find its feet again. And this is what the show is like today. This was, um, this was Alex's dressing room. Maya and I share it now. I came in and found that she had found a childhood photo of herself and left it here, this old Polaroid, and left it here. So I brought in one as well, so. That's Ken Jennings, one of the hosts of Jeopardy, showing one of my producers around the set. There's mirrors on one wall and a TV where Alex used to watch TCM quite a bit. He was very good at 40s and 50s movies. He would be like, oh, well, that's, uh, that's Gene Turner, you know. He was, he was very good at that. I don't usually have TCM on you might recognize some of these names and voices. Renee, do you want to do hair now? I don't know what... What would you like to do? Whew. Let's do my hair. I will tell you, Ken has the, a good head of hair. Thank God. Makes my life much easier. But, sounds like there's a butt coming. No, it's great. Basically, between every episode, I have 10 minutes. That's the other host of Jeopardy, Mayim Bialik. I mean, basically as quick as I can to come in... Uh, change clothes, get my microphone re-put on, put my you know ear thing back in. We usually change a hair accessory. We try not to do anything too long or elaborate. And then I usually get to you know hit the restroom, drink some water, and then head right back out and review my game. The set feels alive. This well-oiled machine is running as well as ever. The hosts are forging their own paths while also remembering and honoring Alex. This is Jeopardy! Show 8,886, VTR 43-2023, Air 65-2023. All right, 10 seconds, everybody. 
There's a feeling when you step on that stage. Ken feels it. Mayim feels it. I got the chance to feel it too. And the opportunity to be a host is not lost on Ken or Mayim. Both of them have felt the pressure of following in Alex's footsteps. I watched some tape of Alex last night, and it just makes you want to walk into the sea. He's so good. Um, you just kind of marvel at it. But it's really good. It's, it's good practice. Kind of reminds you, like, this is what hosting Jeopardy should be. You know, this is the gold standard, and you can't imitate it, but it's good to know what the gold standard is. Ken remembers how difficult it was to step in as the very first guest host. I remember just feeling like I'd just been dumped in the, the deep end of the pool. You know, we had done a day of rehearsal, but it was really just like, okay, Ken's here. Hey, Ken, go stand behind the lectern. And just actually moving to that side of the stage was very weird for me because I'd spent 17 years of my life on the other side of the stage with a very bright line, like, you don't go into the host space. You can't walk over by the board. So I kind of felt like I was, you know, walking through a minefield, just walking to the lectern. And then suddenly it's like, yeah, we're going to do five shows today. Um, you know, best of luck. And there was a lot of just learning on the go, and it was terrifying. Here's Ken filling in shortly after Alex's passing. You know, sharing this stage with Alex Trebek was one of the greatest honors of my life. Not many things in life are perfect, but Alex did this job pretty much perfectly for more than 36 years, and it was even better up close. Honestly, the, the show kind of did the impossible and survived losing Alex. It's a huge emotional responsibility, and Alex, um, you know, was so beloved and is so beloved and was such a magnanimous, generous person. Um, and so, you know, there's kind of that knowledge that, you know, the stage really is kind of like alive with his memory. I'll be out behind the host lectern and I'll look over at the game board and I'll think, that's the Jeopardy game board. I have to, I have to walk over and like, you know, put my hand on it sometime. Like, I, I can't believe I'm actually here. Jeopardy has done what Alex would want. It kept going. It was Alex who said the show was bigger than its host. But for all of us who loved him, who welcomed him into our homes each night to teach us something new, it was hard to see that. But perhaps the greatest testament to who Alex was as a person and a host is that this show, this institution that he built, must continue and does continue. Next time on This Is Jeopardy, the story of America's favorite quiz show. My bookkeeper was next door and I walked across the hall and went, I think I'm going to be on Jeopardy. And then I thought, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this in three weeks? I'm already over my head. This is Jeopardy, the story of America's favorite quiz show, is a production of Sony Music Entertainment and Sony Pictures TV. It's hosted by me, Buzzy Cohen. This episode was produced by Julia Doyle. The series producers are Julia Doyle, Rob Dozier, Sylvie Lubau, and Mia Warren. Associate producers are Serena Chow and Sunny Balkin. Our series editor is Sarah Kramer. Executive producers are Lizzie Jacobs, Tom Koenig, Sarah Kramer, Michael Davies, and Suzanne Preddy. Production management help from Susanya Davenport and Tamika Balance-Kalosny. 
Our theme music was composed by Hannes Brown. Sam Baer engineered this episode. Special thanks to Charlie Yetter and Steve Ackerman, and a big thank you to the Jeopardy staff and crew for all their time and help on this. Shout out to Alexa Machia. If you love the show, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.